0: Welcome to the 7220 Sports Kickoff Show. Here are your hosts, Cody Tucker and Jared Newland.
1: Welcome to the 7220sports.com kickoff show presented by the Brown and Gold. This show is also sponsored in part by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, Wild Lotto, Papa Murphy's Pizza, Rocky Mountain Shirtworks, and Lovejoy's Bar and Grill. I am your host, Cody Tucker, joined as always by Jared Newland on the third floor of the A&B Bank building in beautiful... Downtown Cheyenne, Wyoming. We can say that because we are on the bye week. And we are actually in the cozy studio today. (laughs) And it looks very nice out. And we better enjoy enjoy every one of these. Of course, Wyoming's not playing this weekend when it's 70 degrees outside.
0: You know what? I looked at the future schedule. I mean, future forecast, excuse me. Weather forecast. At the future schedule. Really looking at that CSU game. I was like, oh man. Earlier in the week, I saw some temps. Sounds like that is going to be cold. Now it has a high of, like, 54 and a low of 20-something. Oh, "Oh, that's so doable. Perfect, yeah. Yeah. Very doable. I was like, hell
1: yeah. Well, we are on the bye week, um, and we're working. That's not the only sad news. Uh, We have a game to rehash that I don't think either one of us really want to. Uh, Wyoming loses at Air Force 34-27. It's the one that truly got away in so many ways. Cowboys jump out to an early 14 nothing lead in that one. Couldn't have looked more impressive in going up 14 nothing as well. Uh, and holding Air Force to a three and out on their first drive. I mean, it just, everybody was clicking right off the bat. Then came the fake punt, which, you know, I think we know because we've watched enough of these games that there's always those bag of tricks in Air Force's bag. Wyoming special teams coach, coaches, didn't seem to get the memo. You got who's be on the, your... who's
0: the main special teams coach?
1: <laughs> All of them. Now, Benny Boyd and Shannon Moore.
0: But Craig also claims that he is.
1: And and that's what I mentioned. Oscar Giles is also obviously on the block team and got a ton of credit after the App State game. I wrote in my column this week, are there too many cooks in that kitchen? That's a lot of a lot of coaches talking. How about you hire
0: one? One. A lot of teams have a special teams coach. Yeah not by committee.
1: Seems like a lot of voices. And and guys, we're not just dumping on the uh, fake punt, of course, that was turned into a 38-yard gain and a touchdown a play later to get Air Force right back in this one. The missed field goals. John Hoyland is just having a hell of a time here these last two weeks. All-American kicker. Uh, missed a couple, and they weren't gimmies by any means. What, 47, 52-yarder? And,
0: but his pitch and wedge draw is not working. I mean, you, you, he hangs it out there and it comes back in. Nine out of ten times, but he's missed three in a row.
1: Yeah, and they're all going right. Yeah. Every one of them's gone to the right. Um, And then, of course, the blocked PAT when the Cowboys had a chance to go up 28-27 late in the fourth. Obviously not his fault, but another special team's blunder. And one that nobody's talking about is right before the half, Clayton Stewart hits a 31-yard punt. That's turned into more points for Air Force before the half. I mean, Wyoming had a real chance, Jared, early on in this one to put their foot on Air Force's throat and just bury them because the Cowboys scored the first halves of these last two games have been beautiful they've been the absolute office. opposite in the second
0: well I do have to say thank you for Air Force for having that video board in the north end because we're still standing in line 30 minutes about 100 people deep could not get in the gate why I have no idea there was nobody at that game I have no idea so we get up there and the guy's like looking in clear bags but made you take things out of clear bags what open things up he goes heightened security and but luckily we were able to see the touchdown drive coming right at us but it was on the on the video board so it looked like it was going the other way yeah so thankfully they had that or i would have been (laughs) more pissed off than i already was (laughs) then they said everybody had to get wanted after you went in the gate and i was like no that's insane you get wanted when you go through a gate not after you go through a gate so i just walked around them and went I kind of like walked very fastly to my
1: seat. Well, they said there was 28,000 at that game. Not a not – I, I don't know. It was it was sparse for how big that game was.
0: But on your side, there was a lot more people, and I think you could see even that lower yeah. area. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it never got loud by any means. No, it sure didn't. <laughs> and that really – I know we're putting the cart in front of the horse big time here, but if Wyoming pays another visit to that building at the end of the year for a Mountain West Championship game – I don't think anybody's scared of that atmosphere whatsoever.
0: No. I, the only thing it would be is if it's a night game or a day game and how chilly it would be. <laughs>
1: yeah. But, I mean, you'd imagine. You talked about it for we went on the air. We we knew there would be a lot of Wyoming fans there, but it wasn't even as impressive as it should have been.
0: No, I thought there would have been more Wyoming fans there too, and I actually had somebody tell me just yesterday or the day before, oh, yeah, we just happened to be down there. We were going to some comedy event, and it was the same time as the game, <laughs> but we had tickets before the uh, – the schedule was released and I'm like, schedule was released like in April forever
1: ago. (laughs) That's crazy. Oh,
0: well (laughs) two people wasn't going to make a difference.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's still frustrating. Um, yeah, the crowd was not, uh, was not great. Not what it could have been considering how huge that, that matchup was. And you know, I, I've been to a million games in that stadium as a fan and that video board always seems so big and it always seems so loud and intimidating in that place, but it's not at all. And, uh, I wish I would have had one of those nerd uh, watches on that counts your steps because um, walking from that press box to the locker room, uh, I'm good for the year. Back up <laughs> is what's worse. Back up was a nightmare. So when I
0: used to work <laughs> in the games, I would go up and down at least two or three times. A oh, game and my calves
1: were burning. Oh, I woke up and my thighs were burning. And I thought, what the hell did I do last night?
0: We're not the, <laughs> you know, the f-
1: we don't crossfit. Yeah, put it that way. (laughs) We do not cross with it. But, all right, let's get back to the game. So, after the game, uh, you know, a little inside stuff for you guys. You go down in this tunnel after walking a mile and a half just to get down there, and here's Air Force's players and coaches, and the players are really hooting and hollering. And Craig Ball stands there, and he watches the whole thing, and you can just see him steaming. Then he gets in the press conference, and you can tell – it's two-word answers, one-word answers, and you can tell he's about to explode. Something clicked for for old Craig, and he took a deep breath, and he went back to his normal self, and he gave some really nice answers and was really articulate. But he, uh, make no mistake, he was pissed. And Peasley was pissed, and Gibbs was pissed, and this was a big, big game, and This bye week couldn't have come at a better time, not for the physical stuff necessarily, even though that's very important. Peasley got hurt in this one. Harrison Whaley wasn't available. Jack Walsh got hurt in this one. The defensive tackles got beat up. They needed this mentally because this was such a punch in the gut that it had remnants of Boise State last year where they had to turn around and go right to Fresno State after a gut punch like that. It wasn't quite as quick turnaround gut punch as Boise State was, but in a lot of ways it was. So, I think with their 24-hour rule, this game, look at look at us. We're well over 24 hours away from that game, and it's just sickening. A sickening feeling. And then to make it worse, on the way home, you're listening to the radio, and Colorado State comes back and throws a Hail Mary to beat Boise State and gives Wyoming another gift. And could you imagine how good you'd be feeling if Wyoming beat Air Force? And the night before that, Stanford came back from <laughs> 29 down to beat CU. <laughs>
0: yes. And if Wyoming could have came back and scored on that, you know, and maybe won in overtime. Yeah. All three of those games would have happened in the state of Colorado,
1: within a hundred miles of each other. Yep, that would have been beautiful, wouldn't it? Oh. But CSU gave Wyoming yeah. an absolute gift. And if you're, you know, when we were driving home, it was me and Ryan Thorburn and Alex Taylor, and we were driving, just going, "Man, could you imagine how good Wyoming going to be feeling right now?" It just would have been the perfect case scenario all the way around. And you and I are you
0: media. I'm more of a fan, and we're still pissed.
1: Yeah, six days later. So imagine what the I know these players are. They took it they're very different. seriously.
0: They are, yeah, and they're but they're different. They've been practicing a little bit and taking a little bit of time off, you know, healing those bumps and bruises and stuff. And hopefully, Whaley's ready to go next week with a more significant injury. But I mean, it's it's tough to swallow, and it's it and is. I know that you and I and there's only a handful of us out there that are, we're a different breed mm-hmm. as far as how how hard these <laughs> things hit us. I know it. Kevin McKinney, I talked to him the other day. He's still, he's still bummed. Yeah. That hurt. And, um, but
1: everybody has to move on because there, there's so
0: much still in front of this team. Yeah.
1: Do you walk out of that one, though, Jared, saying Wyoming's a better team still? Overall,
0: top to bottom, yes. They do have to shore up some things on that defense. And I don't know what it is on that defense. And a lot of it's schemes, of course. That they're they're getting gashed here and there, mm-hmm. but then other times, other plays against an Air Force, they stuff them. Now they only had one tackle for a loss, <laughs> which is huge against that team. You need to put them behind the chains.
1: Unfortunately, that turned into the fake punt one yep. snap later.
0: You need to put them behind the chains, but oh, it was still over six and a half yards of rush. I get that, but a couple of big ones really, uh, you know, added to that. And Wyoming had their chances. Yeah. Oh, boy, did so they. So many chances. Boy, did they. And when they caused those two turnovers, I mean, even Air Force had to think, oh, this is over.
1: Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. They, they fumble twice. That is something that team does not do. They finish 0 2 in the, in the turnover department. Then they score on the pitch, 58 yard touchdown run. That was actually a blessing for the mm-hmm. Cowboys to get the ball back with 2.17 to go. That, that was not necessarily Air Force's plan there to, uh, to score, to quick strike like that, because I thought, oh, boy. And then, of course, to me, the 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 possession at a halftime was the demoralizing traditional Air Force 17-play, 75-yard drive, picking up their downs. Ball never went in the air one time. They just boom, 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 and just slowly and methodically take 10 minutes off the clock and then score a touchdown, and you go... That's when you start reverting back to your former Wyoming fandom days and go, Wyoming might not get the ball back. If they don't. If they go through and out here, they may never get the ball back in this game. And then now we know, and the fans knew at home who watched this thing, that was a fumble on the goal line on play 16 of that, and it really should have been Wyoming's ball.
0: And, folks, I have emailed the conference office, haven't heard anything back, yeah. to just get – complete clarification on if Craig called a timeout there to give the replay folks more time to look that would they have used that time to look at it first of all and second of all does he get that timeout back I just want clarification just so yeah. we have the because there's so many things on the internet even that are dated August and September of 2023 and it's still talking about throwing your challenge flag. They don't college have coaches one. don't have challenge flags, yeah so I don't I don't know where that stuff's coming from on the internet we all yeah. believe it, though, right, when you read yeah. the internet? Oh, yeah. Um,
1: well, yeah. I, I asked Craig about it after the game. I said, it appeared he fumbled, and he goes, man, there's so many cameras, and we got people in Dallas looking at this thing. We got the Mountain West looking at every play, especially turnovers. He's like, it must not have been if they didn't stop the game. And after, after further evaluation or further review, it most certainly was coming out. And I bet you his tune turned on Monday. And I'm sure the only reason he didn't bring it up Monday is because he would have got himself in trouble with the conference.
0: But the, it's the conference's job too to come out and say, "Hey, our guys made a mistake." Yeah, everybody makes mistakes. It's okay. But you know what?
1: Fess up to it. I think we're just brushing that one under the rug. It appears.
0: Well, a lot of, like a lot of other things <laughs> at Air Force that I talked about <laughs> last week. We got some guy called and said that you and I should be fired for our
1: comments. Oh, really? And we're just we're, blank, blank. We're anti-American.
0: No, it wasn't. It wasn't really towards Air Force, but it just. I think he was more probably mad that he lost probably money in oh. the game is my, is my guess. We both picked Wyoming. Mm-hmm. You could have, if, even if you did take Wyoming and the 11 points, you win money, guy. Yeah.
1: I and fully I, thought Wyoming was going to win that game.
0: And I gave you a stone cold
1: lock last week.
0: Yes, Penn State, <laughs> minus 42.5 over UMass. They won 63 nothing. Yeah, start, you're
1: welcome, folks. Start paying attention, sir. And we know you're going to be <laughs> listening to this one as well. So thank you for calling. Thank you for uh, reading. Caller
0: ID said Salt Lake City. Oh, gross. So that even narrows it down to you know
1: who you are. So we really don't care what, what they have to say. Um, yeah, that could have been a huge, if you think about it in hindsight, that could have been huge. They go on that unbelievable traditional Air Force-looking drive, only to fumble at the goal line on play 16 And it was Emmanuel Michelle, the guy who said, the only way we lose this game is if we beat ourselves. And he's the one who fumbled. He did fumble again in the fourth, but he would have been the one who fumbled that away. And that would have been a huge favor for the Cowboys. They would have taken the ball over, actually at the 20. At the
0: 20 because it it was They would have
1: had the ball at the 20, but also no points on the board for Air Force, and they took the entire clock in the third quarter.
0: Yeah. So, that I mean, it still would have been 21-17 at that point. Yep. Wyoming has the ball with four-ish to go um, in the third quarter. And then... Can you imagine if you go down, and if Wyoming were to go down and score on that drive, even
1: if it's a field goal? Yeah. Air Force is not a come-from-behind kind of team, and that would have been maybe too much to overcome, yeah. especially if they're going to be fumbling the ball. But
0: then play calls would have been totally different in the fourth quarter for both teams, all that kind of stuff. Maybe those fumbles don't happen. Who knows?
1: But And we have to talk about that play calling. That's another thing I wrote in my column. I just think the miscues, the special teams miscues were too much to overcome, but the play calling at the end, it, it sucked. It was just it was terrible. It was terrible play calling. I don't understand it at all. When they give you that second gift, you got to go for the throat right there, don't you? You got to go to the end zone right there. And you have the hottest quarterback in the Mountain West in your backfield. You got to go for the end zone. Instead, run, run, run. And then on the last when the Air Force gives you the gift of scoring so quick, they can't pick up a yard on third or fourth down in both throwing attempts, and the one on the throw on fourth down was the most low percentage throw on planet Earth. It was so it wasn't close. That is not a Wyoming play call. Tush push that son of a gun and get the yard. Or
0: roll him out. You have two options, a slot receiver, a tight end, and your third option is to run.
1: Bootleg was open all night long. White, running, or the tight ends were running loose all night long. Yep. And you have Sam Scott in the back. He's 6'2", 230. He can't pick up a yard? Hats off to him. Yeah. Oh, He, he did a hell of a job. That third down and seventeen pickup he had when he caught the little dump pass and he willed that thing.
0: That was open all day
1: long. Yes, too. it was.
0: Oh. They did go back to it.
1: But. Yeah, uh, not on the money down, not on the money drive. Unfortunately, so it was uh, a really you're thinking. All right, Cowboys got the ball back, two seventeen to go, and just want, want, want. out they go. Can't pick up a yard. You're just ugh, god, the one that got away.
0: The only downside is going into overtime with a team like Air Force, because after the first touch, after the first overtime, second
1: overtime, you have to go start going for two. Yeah, that changes a that lot hurts, of things yeah. against a Good team point. like Air Force. And uh, we can't uh, we can't forget. I mean, John Hoyland's done a lot of amazing things, but uh, he's not, he's something's something's amiss right now. And
0: uh, I still got faith in him.
1: I do, I do too. Yeah. I do too. Um, however. Uh, The bye week couldn't have come at a better time. The Cowboys just played essentially four ranked opponents in their first seven games. But I'd imagine John Hoyland is not thrilled. He's probably the only one who's not thrilled there's a bye week because I'd imagine he wants to get back out there immediately and and get one. And once he gets one, he might roll and never miss again. Uh, I am getting – I'm surprised that that angry phone caller from our favorite state – Wasn't yelling at me about the last two weeks I've said John Hoyland's going to walk it off and John Hoyland has missed field goals in (laughs) both. And I did have a fan rate me on Twitter and say, will you please quit saying that he's going to walk it off because he's not been good since.
0: I did see a comment to one of your stories. (laughs) Oh, we need to get rid of the punter.
1: Yeah. And I was like, did I miss something
0: about, I mean, yeah, he had that 131 yarder. Yeah. But at the same time, his punt average
1: was 48, I think. forty-eight. I mean, I mean, Clayton's if, been he's Clayton Stewart's had a he's had an up and down year. I'm sure he's not thrilled with what his year has been, but he's not he's not a major issue on this team. If they weren't, they have another scholarship punter and Ralph was if, if Clayton Stewart was that big of a problem. These coaches, what fans don't get and sometimes I don't get and I, I lose sat, uh, track of these play, these coaches are around these players all day, every day. They track everything they do so
0: they know best. Somebody else I was standing by in the second half said, I can't believe that Hoyland can't kick it out of the end zone. And um I looked at him, I said, You know that's not him. The, yeah. I mean, he can kick it out of the end zone anytime he wants. We've seen it. Craig asked him or whoever's telling him, let let's kick it to the uh end let's end line, goal line, and see if they bring it out. If not, they'll fair catch it. Yeah. Which so they force hope did all night. Yeah, and they hope to push him, you know, catch him at the 18, 20-yard line instead of the 25. But that – I still don't understand that concept. If you have a weapon, use it every mm-hmm. single time. Don't even give your that other team the
1: 1% chance. We just had this chat in the uh, press box in Colorado Springs uh, with CSU coming up in a couple of weeks. Don't ever – With number 14? Yeah, even Clayton Stewart. Yeah. Kick it out of bounds. Yep. I don't care if it ends up being a 20-yard net punt. Do not put it in that guy's or hands. No matter kick what.
0: Kick it as high as you can.
1: Or or run around in the back and do the rugby thing and yep. let your guys get down there and get on him in a hurry because if you kick it high enough, he's gonna have to call it fair exactly. Chance. But that guy is a stud and he's their best weapon. Yep. So take him away. So Cowboys play. Speaking of best weapons, no Harrison Whaley in this one. Um I think we both think Sam Scott did a really fine job. I thought Jamari Farrell even had some moments. Uh, Andrew Peasley was really good running the ball out of the backfield as usual. Um, Harrison Whaley make a big difference in this game?
0: I think that there were a couple of if they run the same plays, of course, we don't know that. hindsight's 2020, 20, but I think he could have got five to 10 more yards on a few of those plays than Sam did, because Sam, you know, he, he's just not as agile back sure. there, and he doesn't hit the hole like Harrison does and you never know whaley may have broke one yeah you just don't know i right. mean we, we saw it two years ago Titus Wynn takes it what 90 mm-hmm. 98 yards or whatever 96 mm-hmm. yards yeah um so y- you never know but i do believe that he probably does because even though sam scott did a great job and led the team in receiving out of the backfield some of those plays with with harrison on the run even mm-hmm. he probably gains
1: more yards yeah yeah no doubt um If you could pinpoint it, Jared, what what has been the biggest issue in the second half of this team? Uh, They've scored, I want to say, 45 points in the first half of the last two games combined. They've scored six combined in the second two quarters of these last two games, and all six of those came last week on a touchdown pass that the extra point was blocked.
0: And I don't know – I don't want to say it's on the players by any means. It's probably more on the coaching staff complacency. Mm. Getting too – Settled, comfortable, and settled in with what they're doing instead of keeping their foot on the pedal.
1: Bull called it static. I think it's been a perfect mixture of static, whatever the hell that means. And um, weird, just Air Force takes the ball for 10 minutes to start the third quarter. Wyoming's offense in real time wasn't on the field for more than an hour and a half. Um. That screws up your rhythm. (laughs) That'll screw your rhythm real quick. And then, uh, you know, what did they have? Three, four? They're lucky they had four possessions in the second half total at Air Force. And then I think Fresno State um, kicking that onside kick, that takes away a possession. That hurts. Um, However, the one thing that so many people neglect to give credit to, those are two damn good teams on the other sideline. Yep. So it's a mixture of Wyoming not doing their thing plus that's a damn good team with a lot of pride that are not about to get punched in the mouth at their house. And then in Fresno State's case, they're the 24th team in the nation defending Mountain West champions.
0: And I think the injury to Jack Walsh early in the game hurt Wyoming as well. Yeah. Uh, they, he, was, I w- he was sitting right in front of us with the trainers and the doctors, and you could tell he won. He was going to try to go. They taped it, taped it, taped it, walked around. He just, I saw him once. He just shook his head. He goes, I don't think he had to push.
1: Yeah. Uh, from what I understand, high ankle sprain for Jack Walsh, that was huge because in the second half, Air Force's pass rush was coming, and they were making it through that right side on almost every single snap.
0: And give Air Force credit. They made adjustments.
1: And I heard Wyoming's offensive line and defensive line say that was the toughest team we faced all year. And it wasn't because of cut blocks, and diving at knees, and all that. It was man on man. That team was tough as hell.
0: You look at the penalties, only three for Wyoming. A couple of them were key because they're pre-whistle.
1: Yeah. They have
0: got to shore that up too. Yes. That's been happening a lot in the yep. last three games. Uh Air Force one for nine yard. And I saw two on one play. Ugh.
1: The whole call plain as day. The holding call on that first touchdown was egregious. I mean, it was plain it as was, day. And it was Michelle, it was yeah. Emmanuel Michelle. He even threw his hands up as he hooked the guy and took him to the ground. I'm not one to be blaming officials and stuff, but, man, there were a couple of misses that were just like, dude. And the fumble being the main one. How do you miss that? And we talked about it before we went on the air. Cole Goodbow recovers that ball in the end zone. How do you not get up and emphatically like put that ball in the ref's face? Run and go, off the Yo. field with it. Yeah, and then go up to Craig and go, blow it. Blow the whistle. That was coming out. Cole DeMarzo did force that out. It was a fumble.
0: Huge, huge miss. Speaking of somebody who has stepped it up,
1: in The last three games called DeMarzo. DeMarzo. Yep, Michigan State he transfer. been playing very well, absolutely. We have about 40 seconds left here. Um, Zach Larrier, uh, the quarterback for Air Force, he's hurt. That's a third straight week. Wyoming has started, has hurt a starting quarterback. Uh, it's easy to go, ah, it's Air Force, they'll be fine. I don't think so. That guy it's was different with him. That guy was special. He is fast and track star, track star for sure. And uh, Jensen Jones was responsible for two fumbles right off the bat, and he looks slow as molasses compared to Larrier. They have their hands full with Navy today. They do. They absolutely do. All right, guys, on the other side of the break, we're going to break down some grading for Wyoming's position groups, talk about some stuff going around the nation, and look at your Mountain West scoreboard. Welcome back to the 7220sports.com kickoff show presented in part by Wild Lotto. When the pokes win, you win too. Learn more at wildlotto.com. Jared and I uh, in studio in Cheyenne, we're coming to you uh, from the third floor of the NB Bank building, downtown, beautiful downtown Cheyenne. Uh, we have some rooting interest this weekend, and we're going to use our, uh, our bye week, if you will. To uh, get back to our fandom a little bit, I think um, you, of course, have the Houston Astros. As much as it pains me, the defending World Series champion Houston <laughs> Astros—they deserved it, uh, and they certainly, in the last two games, have looked like they're on their—they're playing tough. I won't—I—I'm I, with you. <laughs> uh, of course, my fight in Philadelphia Phillies uh, took one on the chin yesterday. Great pitching by the Diamondbacks. Looking forward to that one today as well. We both have games tonight. Um, But on the college football landscape, for me, well, even for you as a fan who goes to all these games, we don't get to kick back and watch games very often. And I'm really looking forward to it. And I tell you what, you and I are both under the same agreement that I wouldn't cheer for CSU against anyone on planet Earth. Uh, People would often ask me growing up, CSU or BYU, who would you go for when those two teams are playing? And my response is so politically incorrect. Salt Lake City guy's head would explode if he heard my answer.
0: Mine is BYU because Ooh. Wyoming roots for C- I mean, recruits against CSU every single day. Yeah. Not just in sports, and I've said it and said it. I'll keep saying it uh, because they are fighting for students yeah. every single day. The same ones, And a lot of times, a lot of the same football, basketball, whatever it may be, players. And um, Wyoming doesn't recruit against BYU that much. Yeah. So I, I, I could care less about them, and they're in the Big 12, blah, blah, blah.
1: Well, I guess that's certainly a way to look at it. I guess my psychotic hatred kicks in, and I can't go for – I hate them both so much. I, I but since
0: even. we as fans and media members don't have to go to Provo every other year <laughs> or that. every year for basketball and stuff like that, it just doesn't bother me as much anymore, and that's why I didn't go to the game last year because I kind of vowed that I would never go to there, go there again.
1: <laughs> so the basketball team is playing there uh, December 30th and – I can think of a few more fun places I would rather spend New Year's Eve than uh, <laughs> the New Year's holiday than uh, Provo, Utah. <laughs> Maybe a few more. I'd rather spend it in Evanston, to be honest with you.
0: I'll make the decision easier for you. Your your budget's going to be slashed <laughs> the day before, and then we'll reinstate it the day after. Then you don't have to go.
1: Thank you. All right, I like it. I Watch like it, it on TV. <laughs> So long story short, uh, if CSU were to pull off a win this weekend, Jared, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Uh, Don't get me wrong, I'm not going to cry in my cores if they lose. I'm not. I, I would not be bummed whatsoever because I think there are plenty of other opportunities down the line for UNLV to take one on the chin. However, it's easy to think about, can you imagine CSU doing all of Wyoming's dirty work leading up to the border war this year? They take care of Boise State last week take care of an unbeaten in Mountain West play UNLV team and then for the first time in about 8000 years beat Air Force the following week and then come into Laramie and take one it would be
0: <laughs> it's like a Cinderella story right
1: there <laughs> the only problem is you don't want do you want a red hot CSU team that just won 3 straight coming into Laramie i think you want to beat them on their best yeah cuz it it hurts even more then yeah that's
0: true but if CSU does get <laughs> Two more wins, that puts them at five and three. I don't want
1: to <laughs> Well, and honestly, if they win these next three, and... Well, the next they're gonna be lo-
0: three would be Wyoming.
1: Right. So yeah. if they win three in a row, don't look now, but CSU would be screwing around with possibly getting into this Mountain West Championship yeah. talk. And if they beat Wyoming, talk about a feather in your cap, that's four straight, or three straight wins for them. Shh. That'd be four straight wins for them. That would be... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's just funny. We were thinking about that on that ride home. Like, could you imagine CSU doing all of Wyoming's dirty work only for Wyoming to beat them?
0: It, I mean, <laughs> UNLV is a much improved football team. Yes, they are. They win this. If they beat CSU, they're bowl eligible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy I know. to think about. Barry Adams done a great job, and they're running all over teams. And that
0: just goes to show you how bad of a head coach Marcus Arroyo
1: was. Yeah, wow. And I thought they pulled the trigger on him way too quick. However, you got to keep in mind these are these are a lot of his recruits, um, and it takes time. And what they give him three years. Two, but Barry brought years? in a
0: lot of key transfers. Yes, he did to finish it all up.
1: But I think they they gave Arroyo three years, including the COVID year.
0: But. But that's his problem for having that stupid slot machine turnover slot machine on the oh, sideline. Yeah. All that kind of B S. Yeah. It does not belong.
1: Yep. I agree. Just like has their turnover belt or whatever. No, like, you know. I guess I haven't seen that one. Well, it was two years ago. They, they don't give me any turnovers, so I haven't seen that one. <laughs> uh, let's uh, I, I want your take on this. Let's talk about some national stuff real quick. I'd love your take on uh, what's going on with Jim Harbaugh. We talked a little bit about it off the air, but uh, you know, I covered Michigan State for two years. I was able to interview, I guess you could say, Jim Harbaugh once, and it was hardly an interview. The guy does not say a word, and he certainly he wouldn't even do a story with me about Tony Mandrich, a former Michigan State star who was the number 2 overall draft pick uh, right after Troy Aikman, right before Barry Sanders back in the day and on the front of Sports Illustrated. He was teammates with Tony and with the Indianapolis Colts when he turned his life around and got his life back together and actually put together a really nice NFL career for himself. He wouldn't even do an interview with me to talk about good stuff about Tony Mandridge that had nothing to do with the MSU Michigan rivalry, which is also going on today. Um, but Harbaugh is in hot water once again. First, it was some. Ordering some cheeseburgers, hanging out with some recruits during COVID-19 during a dead time when they weren't supposed to. he did sit out four games. He did. Four. Yep. Um, But now there's allegations out there, and where there's smoke, there's usually fire that he has scouts, advanced scouts, going and hanging out at games, allegedly.
0: Allegedly, I think it's one person. Right. And he's an analyst on the team, (laughs) and he stands right next to the defensive coordinator and sends in signals during the games. A former Navy officer... The thing that's alarming is that he scrubbed his entire social media. <laughs> so I'm sure somebody's got screenshots of everything somewhere. Yeah, yeah, Seems like they always do. But but does it really matter if – because he's not getting a credential. Yeah, I'm uh, Joe Smith with Michigan football. Can I get a credential for today's Michigan State-Ohio State game? Yeah. Oh, sure, Joe. Yeah, no, you know, I mean, it's no not way. happening. So, so if this is actually went on, this individual or individuals are buying tickets, sitting in the stands, which in the Big Ten, they're mostly sold out. Yep. And you're going to try to tell me that somebody's sitting in the middle of all these fans with a computer, binoculars, and a notepad, <laughs> writing down everything, or a camcorder. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's I don't get it. <laughs> well, and with today's technology, mm-hmm. do you really need
1: that? I think we talked about it. It all depends on who wrote the checks to get this guy to where he was. Did Mich- Did the University of Michigan pay for this guy to go to that Ohio State, Michigan State game? Did they pay for that ticket, the drive, the burger, the nachos? <laughs> That's where I think the money trail could get them in trouble because the optics are not good. What you're saying makes perfect sense. Does it really matter, but the optics do not look good? And Greg Schiano, I think, head coach at Rutgers, now you listen to his interview from that Michigan game and it sounds like he might be one of the ones who blew the whistle.
0: Well, and for the fans who don't know how the exchange of game film actually works, that used to be Monday morning, VHS tapes were put in a FedEx package overnighted to wherever the opposing team was, should arrive on Tuesday, Wednesday at the latest, if maybe if it's Hawaii or something like that, and the same Wyoming or the other team would receive a game film from the previous week of the, you know, that team. Now it's all on a digital system to where you're getting this stuff from every game. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's not the TV footage, but it's the game film footage from the, from your own team that is,
1: it's probably the All-22. Yeah that, yeah, that type stuff. So Yeah, because you can go to YouTube after a, yeah. five minutes after a Wyoming game ends and we'll literally watch the whole thing, if not the key plays.
0: And so that, that's how it happens now. So there is no reason for someone to go, and you can't. You're not supposed to, advance scout. Like in basketball, not college, but at the NBA level, there are scouts, advanced scouts, they, they go to these other games and watch. Well, and these in baseball, teams. it's every yeah. In baseball, big time
1: yep. in base, and they're sitting right behind home plate.
0: And sometimes they're they're looking for those signals, mm-hmm. little tendencies like we haven't seen that before. What's going on? So then they'll then they'll have to go back and watch the game and game and game again. You know. Well,
1: and it's funny on the surface, like I mentioned to you, you can go, wow, Michigan gets grilled for having the worst. The worst non-conference slate for sure, but it's not like they've played any heavy hitters yet in the Big Ten either. Well, it, it, and it sounds like
0: that possibly the people <laughs> who are blowing the whistle were talking about
1: last year as well.
0: Yeah. They, they think that it was probably going on last year. And so who knows what's going to come of this. When the NCAA gets involved, yeah, it's not always great, but then again they work at such a snail's pace. Yeah, Are they really going to do anything this year? And what if Michigan goes on and wins a national championship and then five years later they finally have the verdict? Well, we're going to strip that national championship. Yeah. And in today's age, I don't know if that's going to happen anymore because you're paying players.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the NCAA has proven to be toothless. So, all right, that's your trip. Go Sparty. I know they don't have a shot in hell, but man, I'd love to see Michigan State beat them even worse now. Hail to the victors. <laughs> all right, let's do some grading. Um, kind of quick, not get crazy on it, but... Um, let's just go through the position groups real quick through the first part of Wyoming slate, the first seven games of the year. And let's start at the quarterback position. Um, a for me, 100% a Andrew Peasley has been really good this year. Um, since that absolute dud against app state, they had the players only meeting. And ever since he's thrown for like seven touchdowns, ran for a few more, hasn't turned the ball over once and has thrown for like 700 plus yards. Against the best teams in the Mountain West Conference, I'm going to be a little more harsh. I'm going to say B plus
0: because the one game you're going to have to throw Savota in there, which I would probably give him a B plus during that Texas game. Yeah, uh, the interception really hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't get, and he missed another one, but um, I I just I can't get back past the App State game. If he knew that he couldn't make those throws, he has to tap himself out, mm-hmm. and they have to put somebody else in.
1: But as a competitor, don't you? Isn't that when the coaches need to save a kid from themselves? Because you know damn well if he can wipe his own tail, he's gonna go out and play.
0: But when it was only five of whatever it was, you have to think, oh my gosh, I,
1: I can't do this. Why didn't team. the coaches think that though? Uh, I don't know. And now the coaches are freely admit that he wasn't ready to go.
0: Can you and can any <laughs> of us read any?
1: coaches minds yeah oh I mean no it, it's we try yeah.
0: so I, I'm gonna be a little more harsh say B plus
1: uh, running backs I'm gonna go with maybe a B minus um, Harrison Whaley a plus uh, but the other guys behind him just haven't shown that they can be the real Sam Scotts had some flashes uh, Jamari Farrell who was the starter out of the camp has not flashed very often yeah. he had a Decent game at Air Force, but, you know, DQ James obviously gone, but he was running into brick walls left and right. I feel like Harrison Whaley's really special, but overall could be better.
0: Yeah, I think Farrell is probably one of those guys, maybe like DQ possibly was, that he needs a little more time to get things
1: going. Like yeah. he needs four or five plays in a row yeah. to really get into rhythm. And he came from the JUCO level. Yep. He hasn't been whacked like he's been. And the speed. And the totally speed, different. yeah. No so,
0: doubt. and... Got to throw in Driscoll. He got a touchdown pass. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Just you said B minus.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say B. Yeah. Uh, tight end play. Uh, they've been getting a ton of targets. They've been playing really well. There have been some drops, but overall, this has become the weapon it was finally supposed to be. I'd go with a B on this one because I think we haven't seen the end of these tight ends. I think they're gonna make some huge plays down the stretch. I
0: agree. Uh, the The drops by Gillenborg really stand out, and there was another one on saturday against air force now he got whacked mm-hmm. but if he catches a ball like welch does and he welch just grabs that ball and like smushes it yeah <laughs> and if he would have caught
1: that ball like that that would have been a first down wyoming no doubt
0: um so and then we saw a flash of who's the freshman that caught the nick Miles. yeah
1: he had I mean, an emphatic first, first down when he caught that the
0: first catch in a wyoming uniform yeah I mean, big time.
1: Well, and, you know, we don't think about it very much, and we should. Um, They've been great in the blocking game. Um, And and Colin O'Brien, he deserves a huge huge feather for that. Uh, Him, uh, I, I just think about them parting the seas against Texas Tech on the first touchdown run by Sam Scott. That's trading Welch just putting a dude on skates and just pushing him completely out of the frame. Yep. Um, so that's the element of this team that we should talk about because that's all we've seen, basically, <laughs> for the last, what, 10 years. Uh, but now we're starting to see these guys. They are a legitimate threat downfield. Wide receivers, uh, much improved. Much improved. And... Finally, Craig Boll and Co. go out and pick up some dudes in the transfer portal. Ayur Asante has been really, really good. He has one year to prove it. He's a senior. So far, so good. He's been electric. Wyatt Whelan, what a, what a revelation he's been to come from a guy who didn't catch one ball his first three years on campus to now being the go-to guy. How about Ryan Marquez? He He's a guy who... Came in as a quarterback, and he's played multiple positions, and he was a special teams dude. Now he's making plays in the passing game. So uh, Gunner Gentry even made a catch this year. Uh, Will Pellisier is getting back out there. He caught a ball this week. He's back healthy. Um, I'm going to give that unit a B minus. I think they could be better. I think Devin Body. We haven't seen what he can fully do yet. I think they could be really a really scary bunch here down the stretch. I think they're really good. That catch by Asante in the corner of the end zone, special, was mm-hmm. and got
0: that foot down just in time. I still want to see him break loose on some on some go patterns. Mm-hmm. and him in space. There was one opportunity at Air Force, and I think he stopped. I, I'm going to watch it again because um, I think that's what Peasley was looking for, because you could tell that Asante turned around and looked at him and capped himself. Yeah. I think he was like, why did I stop? I had it.
1: Well, and Asante had a big drop too, but he paid his quarterback back with a yeah. big touchdown catch, same thing he did against New Mexico. So I'll, I'll say the same as you, b yep. Offensive line, uh, very unproven coming in, untested coming in in a lot of areas. Uh, a lot of guys have had to fill in. Not so great last week. They are on the Joe Moore preseason award list for the best offensive line. The running game has not been as consistent, maybe, as we're used to, but I think that has a lot to do with more of Harrison Whaley being injured. Um, I'm going to give that unit, just because they're so hard on themselves and they could be so much better, I'm going to give them a C+. I was going to say B- or C- myself
0: because I know they can be that much better. Yeah, And a lot of it, for me, downgrading them are this the pre-snap penalties. Yes. That has got to stop.
1: Yep. There haven't been the holdings and all that. It's been the pre snap stuff that's just infuriating. And you're just putting your team behind the eight ball. Yep. And doing it at home so yeah. much. That's what's weird. And and last week, let's let's be real, it wasn't loud. It wasn't scary. But what also wants to make
0: me take it back up are the are the first drives of the last two games. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. No, and, and sometime, man, uh Caden Barnett punished a dude. He picked him up and put him on the ground last week against Air Force, sandwiched him. That was that was sweet. That was on the Peasley run that got him down inside the one-yard line. Uh, over on the defensive side of the ball, let's just go with the whole defensive front. Uh, obviously, we thought that would be the strength of this team coming in, and for the most part, it has. Uh, they took a little bit of a beating last week, uh, like you said, giving up 6.5 per carry. That's probably the best Air Force has ever rushed against Wyoming in the Craig Bowl era, 356 yards. Uh, Good is awesome. They're 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 rotating so much there in the middle and at the DN spot, but I don't think the sacks have been there yet. Uh, I think that team, like the offensive line, that unit has a lot of room for improvement. Sebastian Harsh was hurt. So, uh, Breeden Siders has been hurt. I think they can really ramp these sack numbers up, especially playing against some passing teams. Uh, so I'm going to give them a C, a, a solid C, knowing they have a huge ceiling.
0: I'm going to go a little bit higher with a C plus. Uh, just with the batted balls mm-hmm. that they're getting, mm-hmm. and the and the QB pressures as well. Yeah, and they're still getting a lot of tackles for losses. Maybe they're not in the sack category, but they're still at key times. They're they're stopping the the the. Um, opposition behind that line of scrimmage, and that, yep. that, that's been key all, all season long.
1: Well, I know Taylor Green is sharing snaps at Boise State, but I know also know last year he got out of nine quarterback hurries and was not sacked one time or stopped behind the line one time, so that guy is really dynamic. Uh, let's go to linebackers. Easton Gibbs, leading tackler, not surprised there. Uh, forcing more turnovers, something that he wanted to focus on during his final season. You've already mentioned Cole DeMarzo and how well he's played. Chasey Enoa, his tackling has gotten tremendously better. Although there were some rough moments against Air Force, uh, Connor Shea has stepped in a little bit, um, and and they've really they've really rotated the linebackers a lot as well. So I, I would probably give them a B minus. Um, but man, when a guy like Cole DeMarzo steps up, that's just uh, the rich getting richer.
0: Yeah, I I'm going to stay there right with you as well. Um I really thought that there would have been more consistency out of the backers. Mm-hmm. Uh not to give not to take anything away from the two starters by any mean because they they're solid as hell, but I bet you if you talk to them, they would both say that they could do a lot better.
1: Yeah. Uh safeties Isaac White, Wyatt Eckler, um they've both made plays, they've both made big plays. Uh they're huge parts of the running game, of course. Um really like them. They've been they've been rotating them a lot, too. We've seen Buck Coors. We've seen Andrew Johnson. Um, seen different guys in there. Uh, Rook Brown, uh, who plays corner, or uh, nickel sa- nickel safety, nickel corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they played with a lot of three linebackers against Air Force, which is to be expected. Um, but those guys are solid. I think they've played really well this year. Um, they're hammering dudes over the middle. Rook Brown's got four turnovers already. Um, I'm lumping him in with the safeties, of course. I think they've done a great job. I think they give them a B.
0: Well, i B-plus for me because key interception against Texas Tech. Yep, key. Key interception against App State.
1: Yep, no doubt. So No doubt.
0: And a breakup in the end zone against Texas.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Wyatt Eckler um, made life hell for New Mexico, to say the least, becoming the defensive player of the week in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, last uh, – well, not last, but on defense, specialty – uh, sorry, cornerbacks – I think Ja'Cory Hawkins has probably been the most steady so far this year. Tyreekus Davis, unfortunately, has been injured. Uh, Colby Taylor is uh, supposed to be the guy, and I think he can still get there. He's he's played with so much emotion earlier in this year, and, and you can call it emotion and sugarcoat it. Uh, some of it's been downright dumb, and he knows that, and he's really tried to control that, and I think he did well against Air Force minus body slamming a guy on the ground, but Air Force did not have one of their big chunk plays. That was their first play of the game, if you remember. They threw a bomb. Well, Mm -hmm. you were in line, maybe, but (laughs) they threw a bomb on the first play. But other than that, uh, Colby Taylor's been fine. I'm going to give those guys a C.
0: Yeah, I'll probably go right there with you. Uh, The one penalty that stands out for me is Jacory, but it was in the end zone. It probably saved a touchdown, so it was a good penalty. But the, the penalties by Colby Taylor mm-hmm. uh, really hurt in a few games. They did win those games, but they still hurt. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'll I'll go with
1: that as well. Let's just go with punting and place-kicking here. It would have been really easy to give John Hoyland an A-plus these last couple weeks. However, he's missed three in a row, including a point-after attempt. A pretty critical one. Not his fault, but missed one. And um, – I'd still give him a B. He's still one of the best kickers. You you see in the NFL every week how bad this place kicking problem is. Um, Wyoming has been blessed to have some damn good ones, and he's another one. I think he needs an early kick at Boise. He'll be right back on it.
0: I'll agree with that. And punting, I believe, has been very good as well. The one thing that's probably holding Wyoming back is some is the the two, the onside kick and the fake punt yeah. that has gone against them. Yep. And that as a whole, that's special teams. Yeah.
1: Well, we have about one minute left. You want to run down the Mountain West uh, games this weekend? You
0: bet. Air Force at Navy, Hawaii at New Mexico, CSU at UNLV, Utah State at San Jose State, and Nevada at San Diego State.
1: Nevada's lost, what, 16, 17 in a row. They are in a bad way. In New Mexico, they had to have that last week at home against San Jose State. They get out to a great start. They get absolutely blasted in the second half. Nevada might go winless this year. They might. They might. I mean, you couldn't ask. I know the game needs to be played, and we've seen some bad upsets in Wyoming history, but you couldn't ask for a better finale on the road in the Mountain West than playing at Nevada. I know we're getting way ahead of it. There may be a 1,000 people in the stands for that game. Maybe. Maybe. And 500 will be Wyoming. Yeah, exactly. And we talked about already. CSU-UNLV, the Rams can do the Cowboys a big solid by beating UNLV. However, if they don't, I feel like UNLV's got some losses coming down the road here. Uh the rebels are favored by a touchdown
0: and a half. So seven yeah. points. I, I I could see that. Uh one betting advice. I am going to take Navy plus ten and a half. Yeah, I would too to cover against Air Force and
1: possibly the outright win. Yep. I think Air Force might be in a little trouble, folks, which is music to the ears. But we'll be back next week to talk about the Boise State Broncos. Can the Cowboys finally win inside Albertson Stadium? This has been the 7220sports.com kickoff show presented by The Brown and Gold. This show is also sponsored in part by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, Wyo Papa Murphy's Pizza, Rocky Mountain Shirtworks, and Lovejoy's Bar and Grill. Thank you for joining us. For Jared Newland, I'm Cody Tucker. Stay tuned for Wyoming football next week on KOWB. Nice catch.